Keep it PG all the time. I don't like sugar coating that make me feel like I'm fine. My, my future got me checking the time. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's happening? We back. Brand new episode of Time This Vibes. I believe this is episode 15. But first episode on YouTube as well, though. So shout out to our new YouTube subscribers. And all of that, you guys have been really showing support, the views, but make sure you subscribe, of course, so make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good shit, boy, but of course, it's your boy, Chris J, got the boy, uh, Chaz Vibe on here, go ahead and introduce yourself to the peoples. Good, Charles, Chaz Vibe, back up in there. Alright, alright. How y'all feeling? It's been a nice two weeks. Decent little two weeks, man. So, yeah. But yeah, so of course, as you can see, we on you can see our faces now on time. If you watching on YouTube, if not, shout out to our audio only listeners. We appreciate you guys as well. Whatever platform you listen to on, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you on the real G. Like we really do appreciate you, mugs G. But straight up, we here. Oh yeah, one more thing. See, I got always got throwing all these pluggers in now. Make sure you cop you some you tweaking media merch. It's on Teespring, UTM Merch. You can find us on there or just by typing in UTM Merch or you tweaking media merch. We will pop up. Easy to find. Copy some merch. We got t-shirts, short sleeve, long sleeve. I got the long sleeve on now. As you can see, man, I'm out here, man, weapon the brand G. So make sure you copy your t-shirt, hoodie, uh, long sleeve. We got face mask as well. COVID is still real out here and you niggas not talking about getting vaccines. So uh, make sure you get you a face mask for that time being, because you won't be able to go make outside Make sure you at get all. your vaccine so you can awaken your black powers, man. Hey, 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 hey. and also, yeah, December 21st, if you black, we getting black powers, G. So uh, be ready for that. We're going to be out here waking up at 12 a.m., 12.01 a.m., literally screaming like Goku and shit. So we in this <laughs> bit. But... <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into this episode. Uh, it's going to be another fun episode. Expect us to also a little teaser. Jay Z appreciation is this episode as well, so that's gonna sure. be interesting in itself. We gotta give pretty much the goat to most, to some, to most, maybe all the goat of hey, rap. Uh, his flowers on this episode because his birthday was this past week, but we'll get to that later, much later in the episode. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been listening to. So. Uh, shout out to just, um, I really have been listening. I'm just going to keep it G real. I've been really been listening like that. Uh, mainly the podcast, but musically, like it was just, I just throw shit on shuffle and see where things go. I did recap on my Jay-Z, um, just to get a, make sure I'm thinking of stuff right. Cause I've literally, some albums I really mixed up together and especially in terms of early albums from like, from. I know Reasonable Doubt really well, but Volume 1, 2, 3, in the first Blueprint, I literally mixed up a lot of those songs together. So I was just revisiting that. Uh, 
went into my R&B bag a little bit, listened to some uh, Division uh, mix. I shuffled up all his albums together. Division Cold, man. If you're not on Division, make sure you check that out. He an OVO nigga as well. Uh, and also, if you're in the Christmas holiday spirit and you don't want to hear, um, what's her name, Mariah Carey, make oh, sure man. you, uh, Ch- Chance and Jeremiah has a Christmas album. Make sure y'all check that out as well. It's really good. Really good vibe. Definitely a real Chicago-ass vibe. So make sure y'all check that out if you want like a real Chicago-ass Christmas feel. And also, shout out to our little homie, Jason. I listened to his new track as well. Uh, he's uh, He goes to our church. He's pretty much one of the little coldest dudes in the choir, uh, in our choir, and he's doing his thing now on the solo tip. So shout out to Jason. Make sure you check out his track, He's My God. If you need some Jesus, I highly recommend you check it out. Really good, really, really, really good track. So make sure you check that out. So I'm throwing him a nice little plugger. So Jason, you owe me money. Uh, but that's really it in terms of what I've been listening to. Like, if not, I've been having stuff on shuffle other than that. Like, what plays, plays. But um, that's it for me. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much how it is for me all the time is having stuff on shuffle. But what I really have been listening to lately is a lot of Kid Cudi. I went back he and listened to a lot album. of Kid Cudi. Um, what is the name of that album? Is it... Um, Pain something in Demon's Land. I forgot the name, the whole name of it. But that album was cold. Uh, my favorite songs in that is Frequency and uh, Swimming the Light. Those two songs go crazy. Um, went back to listen to Man on the Moon, obviously. Um, dropped the new project. Volume right? 2. Uh, my favorite song in there is Marijuana. He got off. He got clean off. Discovered this song he did with ASAP uh, Rocky, and uh, it's called ASAP Forever. And Kid Cudi was on there, and he just floated. Mm-hmm. I had experienced that. Um, it was just, it was just playing on shuffle. Like you go you go to the Apple Music page, and mm-hmm. then they play the top songs or whatever, and then that song came on, and then it's like a part in that song where it kind of like switches up. It was beautiful. But yeah, I gotta add that to the playlist for real. Um. Oh, I went back. I mean, yeah, after Jay-Z's birthday, I went back and listened to 444 because on my Apple, when they show you what you, uh, your old playlist from like the the prior years and all the yeah. songs you listen to, um, I had 444 on my playlist and I completely forgot because I was like, oh, because I had changed my phone so many times that I had to keep <laughs> remaking my playlist. And so I went back and listened to 444 and that album was crazy. Classic. Uh, classic album. What else have I ever listened to? A lot of Kanye West. I went back and listened to a whole uh, everything about Kanye West, but from College Dropout to uh, Jesus is King. Mm. Um, my appreciation for Kanye West never went anywhere. Like Kanye West is still one of my all-time biggest in- influences in the music, like straight up and down. And um, yeah, I was just going back and just you know admiring the work and everything. And Kanye's music ages so well, like. Yeah, I it agree. It's timeless. It's extremely timeless. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I mean, I got back into you know my little R and B or whatever. I would listen to a hundred percent genuine. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Now it's funny you say that because <laughs> Daytrail was slandering genuine at work the other day, and I was like, "Where is this coming from?" He's slandering him. <laughs> You know how they just get sometimes. He was just going crazy about in those jeans not too long, not too long ago. 
Yeah, I think that man be capping, G. Like, uh, C Mac said that man was vibing to let me see uh, when he was younger, and he said he don't listen to that song. So I don't know, man. You, you know how a boy get, G. Sometimes you know how a boy get. Yeah, you hate to see it, but um, yeah, that that's pretty much it for me. Oh yeah, I've been listening to a lot of uh, myself. Obviously, I got five songs out on Apple Music, Spotify, all streaming platforms. Chaz Vibe got an album coming out next year sometime next year it's tough man it's really tough because it's ready it's just a lot going on and i'm just learning a lot about the process like usually you know me and you would just like link up in the, the nursery or, the, or your crib or something and just record something but now the process is a lot different yeah and it, it takes a lot more patience a lot more planning and stuff like that but for the time you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's all coming together, slowly but surely. But I'm just grateful that I do have something out, you know what I'm saying, that sounds great, the production is great, you know what I'm saying, everything is close, the sound is a lot better. So, yeah, that's really cool. If y'all haven't checked it out yet, go on Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Red, YouTube, whatever you, streaming platform you got, type in Chaz Vibe, get my music a listen, you know what I'm saying? Crazy, got some good things coming, but other than that, that's pretty much it. All right, I feel you. Yeah, make sure you check out the boy music, man. Like, like when we tell you we came a long way, we came a long way, especially oh, like yeah. he has came a long way musically. So it's just like, hey, it's, it's dope to see, man. It's just really dope to see. And I just can't wait till you guys hear the whole album. Like, just I just want you guys to know that shit gonna be special. But let's go ahead and get into news and all of that because a decent amount of stuff has happened uh let's go ahead and talk about the most breaking news of today uh it has been it has came out and been reported that little wayne has sold his masters to universal music group for 100 million dollars uh they said a little over 100 million dollars a little over 100 million dollars but same thing million. though it, it don't make it no better it don't make it no better <laughs> that's the thing like, like th- my reaction was like, this is my legit my reaction. I was like, why? Like, like Joe Budden said, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Especially Universal, because the irony in it is Kanye was j- Kanye's in his battle to get his masters back from Universal. So you sitting yeah. there like, there's like Kanye ain't a fight. Lil Wayne said, hey, take my shit, and it's just. Like I understand things happen, things happen, but a hundred million dollars for Lil Wayne's catalog, and we're just talking about in terms of le- like not legal in terms of like mixtapes are illegal, but his album catalog specifically is arguably Carter one. Well, even like the little little Wayne d- t- days of like the uh, four hundred degrees and shit like that. The mm-hmm. Car the Carters the Carter series. Even though I'm not a fan of, I'm not a human being. That shit, uh, that rock album, uh, all of that rebirth, rebirths. So it's like this man has a crap ton of albums. When whether you like it or not, those are some. There's hits on those albums on top of it, and you sell them off for a hundred million dollars, and. I don't know what's going on with him financially. But it's a lot of artists out here struggling to even get their masters. 
struggling. Kanye being one of them. It's not many artists that have them. And he's struggling. And he's, I don't know where he's at financially to the point where you say a measly $100 million for Lil Wayne's catalog is disrespectful. At least numbers-wise. That's my main concern. Just like numbers-wise, gee, 100 million, 100 million, shit. Like, you Lil Wayne, like, I'm thinking, like, you you off just simply just Carter 2 and Carter 3. Like, bro, you that's worth freaking 100 mil each. Each. So. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm, I'm hella confused on this on this topic, yeah, bro. Yeah, it, it's, it's nothing. I don't it, know what the hell is going on. Yeah, like, there's one of those things. It's like, what the hell? But then it's also reported that he, uh, I think he pled guilty or he's been officially charged today. I'll double check it. Uh, but where he, because you know he got those federal charges in Miami or whatever. And he pled it guilty. So I don't know if he's doing jail time or not. Club Fed is very confusing. And we're going to be talking about Club Fed a lot uh, in this oh, yeah. new segment, by the way. But <laughs> point is... Uh, Lil Wayne's in an effed up situation. It's just, it's kind of nasty how the music industry kind of values these artists and their masters while making it as hard it is for them to even get their shit, get their music. So, but that's all I really got to say. You want to add anything? Um, I was going to say something. Uh, dang it, I was so going to say something, but I, dang, I forget. yep, never mind, I forgot Oh, but yeah, and with the federal weapon charges, he pled guilty today. So yeah, he pled guilty today to the federal gun uh, charge that he possessed a weapon while being a convicted felon following uh Dang, this from 2019? Damn, that's fucked up. But yeah, so he pled guilty today in regards to his uh, gun, federal gun charges. So who knows if he goes to jail or not with that, because it seems like as of right now, his buddy Donald Trump told is telling everybody to go to hell. As he's on his way out the uh, White House. So, nasty situation right now. But uh, while we are on the topic of rappers in prison, in jail, and arrested. uh, Rappers are literally getting in trouble. And as we joked the last episode about rapper conspiracy, music conspiracies. One of those conspiracies was the hip-hop police. And I don't know whether we spoke it into existence again. But, don't uh, say that. Don't say that. Don't I bring that back. Don't bring that back on us. Disclaimer: Everything said in this podcast is not to be taken literally. These exactly. are two lifelong friends just speaking on a topic that they love a lot, which is music. Exactly. So we are in no way, shape, form, or fashion professionals in any of these areas. <laughs> in these areas, we are consumers. <laughs> Exactly, we are consumers and literally borderline journalists and critics, G. So that's just all that we are and we'll, we we will be. But it's just the fact we did talk hip-hop police <laughs> and that happened. Yeah. So in the midst of this, uh, Casanova, who uh, is a New York rapper, he kind of, his name was brought up in the uh, Duke 6 9 situation. In a must of everything that was going on in that situation, I guess the feds was on his ass too. I guess it's looking like, and uh-huh. Casanova is about to do heavy fed time because he got caught up in Rico charges. And if you don't oh, know what Rico know. charges is, those are pretty much 
gang drug, gang mafia drug ties and movement. So that man is about to, is done, more than likely. They said that man was like off the grid for a while. Like they couldn't find him. And now suddenly he's about to go to jail. So fortunately his rap career is done. I never listened to the man's music, but I feel bad for Mance. I really do. Because now you're about to end up in prison. Over some dumb shit. And then a boogie with the hoodie, he got arrested for uh, gun charges in New York. And once again, if you know New York, New York does not play about gun charges, G. If you have uh-uh. the gun in New York, you are going to jail. <laughs> they don't care. You're going to jail. When we just got done talking about Lil Wayne, he went to jail. So literally, it is what it is when it comes to that. I feel Lil bad Wayne's for Matt. first gun, the gun charge around the Carter Three, wasn't that in New York? When yeah. they went up in his tour bus? Yep. That was in yeah. New York. That's why I like gun charges. Like... If getting caught with a gun in New York is you better off getting you kind of better off just actually murdering somebody than being caught with a gun in New York. Like you're more than likely you're just going to jail for just the assumption. So Yeah. So A Blake with the hoodie's about to do some jail time probably. Uh then and then now this is the, probably the most nastiest of them is G Herbo. Chicago's very own, our legend. We honor this man. And he's about to he 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 did just some Chicago ass shit, man. <laughs> what he what he did is just Chicago as fuck. So G Herbo, even though he's not the leader, but he's the face, let's put it that way. His one of his homies pretty much was doing a big old uh car scheme car scheming uh car fraud. Uh, scheme going on which went incredibly big and wild and G Herbo was part of it and once again G Herbo was a millionaire so I don't know why the fuck you doing card fraud but now he him and his homies about to do fed time possibly about to do fed time and it's just looking goofy as hell G Herbo's is probably the funniest because it's like G that nigga was buying freaking foreign dogs and shit uh private jets going place to place and uh what else was he doing with the with his with doing they said foreign dogs private jets it was something else but foreign dogs was just stood out because it was in the headline i'm just like yo bro like what like foreign dogs my nigga like the hell let me look it up real quick because it just it just blew my mind like it just really blew my mind. Um, what? I feel like whoever made the headline was like, "Let's put foreign dogs up there just to be funny." Exactly. Let's see. Please, not guilty. We know faces up to six years in jail. We already know he's probably not about to do that six years. He's probably going to plead he his way out. Six years. He's going to plead his way out. He's going to make a side little plea deal. And plus, he's the money of the he's the money of his homies. He's probably also going to, uh, his his homies got to look out and be like, we'll take the L. Um, trying to find it says exotic services. That's hilarious. Let's see, tri- private jet yeah trips on private jets, limousine rides, luxury car rentals, a vacation villa in Jamaica. Oh, designer puppies. That's what it was the term. Designer oh, yeah. puppies. That's I'm like. I'm not saying this right. 
But yeah, what is a designer puppy, honestly? <laughs> What's so special about? I, I think that's just another way of saying foreign dogs. <laughs> I, I've never be. heard of a designer puppy before. Yeah, it says two designer puppies bought for blah 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 in Michigan. Like dog, like these some like Gucci puppies or something, G. Gucci puppies. That sounds legit. That sounds decent. I ain't gonna lie. Hey man, a Gucci puppy, bro. If I was hey. rich, well, when I get rich. I'm definitely buying me a Louis Vuitton puppy, bro. A Louis Vuitton cat. Hey, I'm buying me a Hermes, a Hermes uh, <laughs> hamster, G. A Hermes hamster be fire, G. With the H all across his fur, G. Yeah, G. That's yeah, gonna bro. be on point, G. Y'all, like that. That's just a. That's just an excellent nigga purchase. And you, you buy your queen a freaking a uh, designer puppy, G. Like shit like this just shows that how like how far we gotta go just to literally do nice things like that but he still used he didn't even use his money he used somebody else's shit which that's just the wild part but yeah it's not looking it's good. all well, but it's all that legit though like it's all that information like legit do we even know the full story or just yeah much this, is this is the this is the news this is legit news it's not college kid reporting it this is Chicago Tribune, so like oh, shit. they they're basing this off what uh, they basing this off the foreign, I mean the uh, the federal warrant that was released. So, and that's pretty accessible if you're the news, like they literally. But the main thing is is like, and I can't stress it with her. He's not the lead of it. He's just a part of it because it was one of his homies. He's the lead. I'm not going to say no names because literally I don't know who listens to this and watches this. So I'm not going to be sitting there and say names because I don't want to get shot or murdered. But <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just going to say this. Herb was not the lead. He's just the face because his name, we know who Herbert Wright is. He's one of the most known rappers in Chicago and across the nation. That's why this is blown up as much as it is, because this is a normal sh- day in Chicago, if you ask most people. This is a normal day in Chicago. It's just some niggas just not probably ever went. Well, I'm pretty sure niggas went on Cancun trips and shit. I'm going to keep it G real. Mugs went on Cancun trips before. I ain't going to mm-hmm. say that it was me, but I've known car scammers that have done some cool, live lavish lives and still actively do. I'm not going to say no names. Have nice little cribs uh, uh, downtown, nice little condo joint. Seen them before. It was really cool. Uh, but point is, it's still, <laughs> well, it's just the fact that it's, it's a big deal because it's G Herbo is the fake part of it. He's the face. He's not the ringleader, but he damn sure could have said, hey, bro, we don't need to do this. I make X amount of money. But it's just Chicago yeah. nigga shit. It's just, this is that's why I'm kind of that's why I'm kind of like suspicious as to how it exactly how it went down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the part we don't know, the part that went on between, you know what I'm saying, Lil Herb and his people. Like why, you know how how did it get to that point? You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Cause like it could be a thing. I don't know. Uh, Cause you know when you when you get on, you want to bring your niggas on with you. Like that's bread. You breaking bread out to a lot of people. Yeah. You feel me? Um, so it's, I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know their part of it. We know what we get from the news and stuff, but we don't know their part of it. So I'm yeah. like, 
I'm just really trying to just put myself in the situation and kind of think, like, how did it get there? Yeah, because like when I could, like I said, news article goes in very. It's a very in-depth news article. If you want to read the Tribune, it goes really in-depth uh, in terms of who who was the ringleader. But once again, I'm not saying no fucking names because uh, hey, it be that way sometimes. I'm protecting our lives, but uh, it, one of his homies who's close to. They were all, it's pretty much what it was. It's just on Chicago nigga shit. It's just, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have went this far. And when it comes to card fraud, and we're in a pandemic, it's, you look a little goofy in the light. <laughs> a little bit goofy being a millionaire doing card fraud. That's my thing. And you got homies who probably, not millionaires, but you throwing them 100k you know bands and stuff willingly you know so it seemed like it's more of a situation where one of his homies said hey i got all this you dig and yo herbo you can do x y and z you could probably expand it a little bit and that's Mm -hmm. what it seems like so so yeah but everybody who's a part of the uh because it's four other people four or five other people they all pleaded guilty so it is what it is when it comes to that. Prayers to her. Um, you have a rap career, bro. You have kids, one on the way, and clearly you' about to be engaged to a beautiful young black woman, and you you you're in this type of situation. And supposedly Ari's involved in too because she's a federal witness. So. Yeah, somebody was like, "What in the love and hip hop was going on?" Here? Exactly. So, so it's a it's a very nasty situation because literally a lot of parties are involved, and mothers are involved, families involved, and other such. So, like I said, prayers to all everybody involved. I don't want to see no young black men get locked up for some goofy stuff like this, but this is one of those times where uh we're in a pandemic and day near any day now on the verge of another recession. They ain't, the, the, the government's not playing about that money. They don't want to get bamboozled. So, it's not looking good. But, rappers, and I'm just going to end this part of the news with this. Rappers, please. Rappers, please. Get it together. <laughs> get this shit together, please. <laughs> because, gee, some of you mugs are too talented to be doing this. Way too talented. Also, Lil Baby. Stop trekking off with these bitches, G. Stop trekking off. Man. That is crazy. How much he paid for that? It was like six, he said, 16 He said 6K. Thousand? They saying it's 6K. 6,000? Yeah, 6,000. But all I'm going to say is this. Yes, that woman's face is not that pretty. Not average. But that body banging. <laughs> Look. That body was banging. And once again... He saw ass and titties. He said, "Fuck the face, I'm fucking that, them fucking that ass and titties." He didn't. Yeah, he wanted care. the experience, man. Exactly. And I this is my th- question, though. I got this is my question: Is it? Would you label that prostitution? Yeah. Because that is the uh, a porn star. That's more of a profession than prostitution. So. Exactly. 
is it paying for prostitution or is it just like is it just paying for like services like you go get a massage or something or you go get a dance at the strip club or something you know what i'm saying this is a random question i was talking about it to my cousin and i was just wondering that was wondering would you label that as prostitution no or is it just paying paying for goods and services or whatever because prostitution is technically illegal sex services technically ain't it it depends on where you're at that too so but and it's i don't think he approached her on the street like that wayne brady Dave Chappelle skit <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't think he approached her in the street driving around <laughs> and sat there and said it sat there and said hey 6k <laughs> give me some head i saw what you did in that porno g i saw you on Pornhub. i don't think it was like that i'm pretty sure so did she did she like what did she like give out the information after after she it said happened some she words like... about it it wasn't really nothing major she just said oh i didn't expect it to blow up like this i apologize uh-huh. she apologized to uh his baby mama because she was mad and shit you know that's the primary reason why mugs got upset but at the same time I need you people to stop championing rapper baby mamas as well <laughs> we need to stop this stop championing yeah. rapper baby mamas because it's really goddamn annoying but at the same time <laughs> the bed did drop 6k for pussy but do i think it's prostitution no i think he's more he's probably paying for, he was paying for a service an experience and it's like it's prostitution but it's not because niggas out here throwing forty dollars for coochie yeah man is she a porn star she literally gets paid to do that yeah so it's like so it's like if you do it if your if your main job every time you have sex you get paid for it and somebody pays you for it it's, it's the same thing. You're just not filming. Yeah. It's kind of like a... Uh, yeah, it's not... I don't really consider... It's... I really should have my homie Candace on here. Not to sit there and say, like, she's that type of person, but she understands, like, sex laws and sex worker laws better than I can. So if uh. you listen to this, Candace, you might shoot me a DM or something or comment or whatever and let me know. But, uh, because I think you can answer this better than I can. But for me personally, I don't think, especially because it's a porn star, you're paying her to do what she do. Because it's like, it's like, okay, let's just say I was able to get LeBron James to play all the homies in a game of one-on-one. He's not, he probably would do it for free. But... That's probably a part of him that's probably going to be like, hey, bro, just in case I hurt myself, I'm going to need 10K. Something like that. I'm like, cool, here's $10,000. Cool. You'll be safe. You cover it just in case anything happens. You roll an ankle, you straight. But I'm paying LeBron James to play basketball. It's his profession. So I think her being a porn star is like, yeah, you're paying for some coochie, and it's porn star coochie, but you're paying for a professional sex worker. Her job is to literally know how to make you feel good and everything. So I wouldn't say it's, it's prostitution. 
I think prostitution is more along the lines of you pull up to a you pull up to 63rd Street and you see a prostitute and you be like, "Hey, bitch, come on, suck suck me off." It's been a long day. Yeah. So, and I think that's the main difference. But hey, we're not sex workers or any other sort, so I can't give that type of answer. But yeah, so in their future, paid a bitch to, for abortion. So rappers is out here tricking off money, and women are mad. It's kind of backwards. Very toxic. Very toxic shit. But hey, future is future, man. Respect to my man's. But women are mad that rappers are uh, blowing money on women, but they want us to blow money on them. It's the evil world we live in. Yes. In the words of my my man of future. Yeah, um, it's just confusing, man. Very confusing. But, hey, it's what, like Obama said. That's what I do. (laughs) That's what I do. That's what you do with future. Straight up. He he, he pay for the coochie. He He don't mind blowing money off on women, G. But if he wants, he tired of paying child support. So I understand why paying for abortion, but... It's just not what he said. I think he said by Friday, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> that changes everything. He said, "Let me put a, a day." <laughs> he put a day. He told the shorty, "Like, hey, I need this done before the day is out." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, you know what this means, right? So, uh, I need them. I need that little mug out the community, G. So, uh, nasty little situation, but it'd be that way. But uh, rappers is out here getting arrested. Stop it. Rappers tricking on these hoes in the pandemic. Stop it. Uh, just do better. We just need to do better. But uh, that's time to pick on uh, the uh, the other gender in terms of what they've been in the news for rap. Well, not even really rap reasons, but old tweets. JT of the City Girls, uh, old tweets spawned out of nowhere. And all I could sit here and say was... Muggs is mad because she tweeted how we all, well, if you was on Twitter between 2010 and 2014, no, let's go 2015. You was a wild person more than likely. You, like, you was tweeting anything before the cyber police came and other things happened. But you was more likely a wild person. People are mad. the person who spent all this time scrolling through her tweets. To find her old tweets. I don't think it's Not necessarily like I support scrolling. that person, but that is a lot of time and effort to be trying to dig and dig up somebody's tweets. That's crazy. It is. I definitely agree. Uh, and what makes it worse is not even just scrolling, because really all you do is, and this is why, like once I once this shit really blow up, I'm I'm deleting tweets fast. Like the moment I see we get a video that go, hits a thousand views or even certain amount of likes and stuff or listens, I'm curbing my Twitter. By the way, but um, I ain't believe nothing. I'm keeping everything up. I want y'all to look for my tweets. You don't really say wild shit. I did. <laughs> People take anything you say, and uh, they take anything you say, bro. Yeah, you're right. that shit. I'm, 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 I'm you, crazy. You're not lying, but uh. But yeah, what was I doing? But uh, but yeah, JT's old tweets. But literally, but really, all you have to do is just type in 
that person's at put something like gay or homo like something gay or that maybe triggering a triggering word or something and you will just see wild tweets pretty much and this is what that person probably did which is even worse because that means you had time to think of every trigger word and you reacted to it but I'm just going to sit in and read some of these because some of these are just hilarious as hell. Uh, let's see. The ones that don't involve a picture. Okay. She said this in November of 2013. I hate to wash the side of my hair. Shit was so nappy like my ancestors from the Uchi Coochie tribe. Okay. Not that bad, but she said nappy hair. Uh, ooh. And... January 2017, she said, Mexico about to be lit as fuck. That's on Trump. Okay. Uh, she said on... <laughs> you know, I, I vibe to this tweet. This is a real-ass tweet. Uh, September 2013, fuck working for these crackers. Thanks. That's a fact, G. If you you can't be mad at that tweet, G. I'm sorry. That's that's a real ass tweet, G. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, she told some fat woman to shut her fat ass up before I slap you with a workout plan. See, that's that's her being her. Uh, people need to be told that, bro. They do. Like you gotta keep it real with some of these people. Uh, Erica Badu, bald head, Roxy, miserable ass, always minding everybody business, everybody business. But here I here here I own want to be down, brandy ass bitch. Damn. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I, I actually love Erica Badu, so I I, I can't support that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't I'm know. Not, hey, look, people gonna say what they want to say, man. Yeah, they they will. Uh, April twenty fifteen. If you like that person, blow up their notifications. Osama bin Laden. Smiley Whoa. emoji. Smiley Whoa. emoji. G. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bro, that's she, crazy. That's she, the type of stuff you say when you don't think you're going to be famous in the next couple of years. <laughs> exactly. You just you don't know what happens. G. Nobody that's why cares, I, though. Nobody cares, though. Cause like obviously she ain't you know no terrorist nothing like that. But when you famous, everything changes though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she said this in August 2015. At the end of the day, Future got 1,000 kids to worry about. Fuck Russell and that punk ass hoe. She didn't have to. You clearly could tell she team yeah. Future, but she. But yeah, that's very end. But you know people love of uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra. Uh. Damn, what she got against Cash Doll? She called trash. She ca she called Cash Doll Trash Doll, and said Trash Doll shaped like a substitute teacher. Ho, go find a seat in the nearest dairy aisle. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh. Ooh. It's real sad how I'm beefing with Aaliyah. Rest in peace, though. What? Yeah, and she tweeted this in 2012. It's real sad how I'm beefing with Aaliyah. Rest in peace, though. 
Oh, yeah, this is. I, 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 I love Aaliyah too, so I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. This one is wild. This little Chinese boy just stepped on my feet. I dang near kicked the egg roll out his ass. My toe hurt. <laughs> Yo, what the heck? You could tell she was that shorty in the class at a roast, you bro. Lil Herb got that girl with that color weave in Yorkie and got trash as fuck. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> she wrote she on with people, bro. <laughs> she she worse than you. Way worse. Uh hold on. And then this is the this she tweeted in twenty twelve, I love Kiki Palmer. Twenty seventeen, I hate Kiki Palmer. <laughs> But yeah, some people are just. There was a few more, but I can't find them. But uh, JT, but Muggs just literally going there on JT for her tweets. Muggs tried to cancel her. I'm like, y'all trying to cancel somebody who would. I think JT's like a year younger than me. I think she's 26. So I'm like, you're trying to cancel somebody who is around my age. And around the time when I was on Twitter, I was probably saying just as much or less than as reckless stuff. Around those time frames, especially in 2012, 2012, 2013, me, I did not care what I tweeted. Yeah, I 2012, 2012, Twitter was uh, was a was a was a wild time. Yeah, like I'm once again, if I ever blow up, once these videos start getting to a point of like 1,000 listens and views, uh, I'm I'm literally about to literally pay somebody to uh. The screen and delete my tweets because uh, I'm not about to get the fuck up out of here. Nobody canceling me. But hey, if you try to cancel me, all you doing is putting more money in my pocket, G. But why you also why you putting money in my pocket? Make sure you buy some new tweaking media merch. But uh, but yeah, man. So JT was out here wild and she clearly don't care. And I respect her for not caring because for one, you can't cancel somebody who can't be canceled if they already toxic and embrace their toxicity. They don't care about being canceled. They don't at all. It'd be that way. You're just wasting time and effort. Uh, and then you got You can also t- you can also kind of just know when you know the internet is just making a big deal out of something. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really it's not really that big of a deal. Or it's not really that serious. But they're going to make the people on the internet is going to make it that serious because that's mm-hmm. what trolls do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who did way worse, and they're not canceled. So exactly. they tried to get canceled, and then you know they ain't going nowhere. Yep. So unless you do something like kick a baby down the stairs or something. <laughs> I hope you don't kick a baby down the stairs. But uh, one last thing before we get into our Jay Z appreciation, uh, Young Thug is was also in the news these past couple of weeks because he. Stated in T.I.'s podcast, I'm actually going to play the clip as well, uh, that he does not rock with Andre 3000, which in itself is super freaking interesting in itself. But but his reason actually makes sense. And if you go to interview, like, if you actually pay attention to what has gone on, I think a lot of people understand why... uh, why in itself he don't rock with 3k 
um, or isn't hasn't had the chance to work with 3K because a lot of people are just mind boggled on why. But I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip real quick so you guys can see what's going on with this. I can't rap you 200, 3,000 songs. I ain't never paid attention to him. Mm. Never in my life. You crazy. You missing out. Right. You okay. missing out. Y'all need to work together. That's what you, hey, look. That'd be crazy. We, we most definitely, definitely Yo be crazy. Yo, motherfucking next move. Just like you went and work with Elton John, nigga. But Elton John was like, more like Elton John. The difference from Elton John and Andre is Elton John. Like, simplified. Elton John, Elton John like to kiss ass. Andre like his ass here. <laughs> Elton John like, hey. Okay. But I love you. I remember what you, your first song. I remember Gucci first song. Uh, when is Goo Up getting out? Like, okay, he just more of like a fan type of nigga yeah. to the point where it's like, I'm like, nigga, let's do music. He like, nigga, bet. Uh, Andre more like, yo, this is the secretary. Like, hey, tell that nigga this thug, nigga. Why you gotta talk <laughs> like that, though, bro? Fuck wrong. You don't get on the fucking phone, nigga. No, you know what he know what he told you a stupid ass answer. No, you, got, you answered it. See, that's what. <laughs> it's more like that, nigga. We from Atlanta, nigga. Get where I come from. See, this, Guess this, what? This what? This is our relationship. If you I become, don't if have I have to do that, if I become, this is our ally. No. Yes, he is, bruh. Who? He's with us. Three thousand. He who ally? He's one of. He us. who ally? Us. Yeah, fucking right. Man, yes, he is. So yeah. So as you can clearly see, uh. Or her, see, whatever. Thug pretty much has reached out to Andre 3000. And it's, to me, it's also not necessarily about the fact that he doesn't just rock or vibe with his music. I feel like that's a different scenario in in, in itself. But it's more along the lines of the fact that clearly Andre 3000 is going against his word because there's interviews where he has said he wants to work with Thug. He likes he likes Thug's music. He rocks with his style and everything. And even like Thug even has mentioned in the past that a like hey, I'll have an interest in working with him. But people got mad because of it. People were mad because in the way they felt like he he's not in position to talk about that to 3 3000. But it's an interesting situation. What you think? What you think? I do feel like it's um the context of the situation is kind of complex. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, it's kind of the way the uh the, the um not transaction, but it's kind of the way it all went down. Like he said, how he worked with Elton John. It was like he was more inviting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you know, when he said, like, he liked to kiss ass, obviously he didn't mean, like, Elton, Elton John's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, obviously, Elton John ain't getting down kissing ass the young thug. But, you know, it's just, it's just his choice of words. He was a lot more inviting and a lot more, like, receptive. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And Andre 3000 being uh, another one of the legends in hip-hop, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of like he was looking for him to be more humble. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And you know, he wasn't really he wasn't really getting that. And I know if I was if I reached out to uh like people I would I, I would love to do music with once I actually 
you know what I'm saying, getting to my career. And I would like that humble, you know, I would like that same kind of humble because I, I know where you, I know, like, you know, your success and who you are in the industry. And I'm respect you with that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you respect people according to who they are. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be respected as a new artist. I'm going to be respected as a baby in the game. That's that's just how it is. That's the reality mm-hmm. of it. You know, but there's still respect, though. You feel what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not going to work with nobody if they trying to little bro me. You feel me? If they trying to... Shouldn't you feel to. what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I, I ain't finna fall. I ain't finna go for that. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing. No matter how, even years down the line, once I get, you know, like, more, you know, get more years under my belt and then... It's still a level of respect that you know you look for when you collaborate and everything. And some people's standards are different than others. Others. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, I definitely agree. I get where you're coming from as an artist. Like, yeah. And I think with Thug, it was more like, how the heck Elton John could be more of a, hey, let's work together, let's do this. And this is Elton John, like, hey, but it's, I, I'm pretty sure. The Bone Thugs was shocked when John Collins wanted to work with him. So, mm-hmm. so it's just like an example. I was like, hmm, how the heck these these white man, this white boy, want to work with me? More hungry to work with me, came to me directly, even asking about my idol and shit like that. While I'm trying to reach out to you and your own record. Multiple times saying, "Yo, I love Thug. I want to work with Thug. I hope one day to work with him." And I don't, and when I reach out, I get your secretary, I get your manager, what the hell, like, I would be disrespected too. It'd be like, yo, what the hell? Especially, especially when people oftentimes do say, oh man, I would love to hear Andre 3000 and uh, Young Thug collab. I would love to hear that. So when it's in your head, it's in your mind, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But... I was also thinking of like, hmm, in terms of like all the, it's a crap ton of new Atlanta artists right now. Like it's a new generation. And like Thug said, he, he didn't really, he necessarily didn't grow up on Outkast. That wasn't probably his thing. Like how old is Thug? Matter of fact, hold on. Let's just see real quick. How old is Thug? I think he's like 29, 28. Let's see. How old is young Thug? Yeah, he's 29. So, a year older than me. Or or probably at least no more than a year older than me. I necessarily didn't grow up on Outkast. Not to say I didn't hear Outkast because my dad has put, put me on at a young age. Outkast was one of his favorite artists. One of his favorite rap artists, rap groups on top of it. So, I oftentimes did hear Outkast. But me being uh-huh. from Chicago, I necessarily didn't grow up on it. For Young Thug, he probably heard Outkast. You couldn't avoid it because at one point they were arguably the biggest rap group in Atlanta going to the 90s and 2000s, especially mainstream-wise. But who knows how often he was out in the streets. He He's a street nigga. We, I don't sit here and expect... I don't know how the streets in Outcast, uh, the streets in Atlanta were, so he probably really did not grow up hearing Andre 3000. If anything, he probably messed with Big Boy more because Big Boy kind of reflected more of the streets. 
if anything. Why yeah, I just... like what you grow up on is a result of your surroundings. Exactly. And once you get into music, once you say to yourself like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing this music," you you go and you start doing your homework, basically. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's how you find your inspiration. Like, if I was to get on an interview. Uh, and they asked me like, who, who was my main inspirations? I would be able to name Pop, Biggie, Jay Z, Andre 3000, Ice Cube, Big Daddy Kane, uh, Eric B, Rock Him, um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Dougie Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, I did my homework on. They inspired me and in whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's just who you choose to who you choose to research, who you gravitate to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a preference. It's a thing of preference when it comes to like different people or whatever. Exactly. It's not like you have to grow up on 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 certain artists, or you have to, you know what I'm saying, be well educated on these artists. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's up to you who you decide to do your research on, who you decide to like, you know what I'm saying, like look into. Exactly. So. And, like, probably for Thug, like, you got to factor in, like, the South in the late 90s and 2000s and early 2000s. Like I say, you don't, I don't know if Outkast was played for, in the trap. Like, for all I know, he probably, he probably gravitated more towards Master P and, like, Master P, early days of T.I., Lil John, the crunk era, that probably molded him more than Outcast did. Because you gotta factor in if he's around my age, I'm thinking back, okay, Master P was the face of the South in the nineties, late nineties. Master P and Outcast. But I think Master P probably gravitated more towards the streets. He had more street sounding records. You get into the two thousands. If I had to take an assumption, I think that's when Ti started blowing up. So trap music is starting to really become a thing, as well. So and maybe or whoever else, especially in, in terms of mixtape wise, because you got the fact that people like mixtapes are starting to come up, and also the crunk sound as well. So that was probably more what he was gravitated towards, being from a Atlanta, being an Atlanta street nigga, than what Outkast is doing at the time because I think like you could sit there and say like their first album was probably more street but Outkast is more wasn't really rapping that as either so that wasn't what they that wasn't their demographic they were more rapidly rap over some south ass beats so I I understand why I'm pretty sure like he said and like, like I said I don't think he never heard an Andre 3000 song ever like bro that's damn near impossible but I'm pretty sure, in a way, like I get where why he feels the way he do, and I think a lot of people. I mean, he was to... speaking. He had. He was speaking like with animosity. So obviously, if you if you feel like bitter or like angry about something, your choice of words. Yeah. You can't really hold him to his particular choice of words. It's more mm-hmm. so how he felt about the situation. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't take it literal that oh I never heard a song by Andre. Like you can't take that that literal. Everybody yeah. heard "Sorry, Miss Jackson." <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying. Everybody Jack- knows the international players anthem. 
Exactly. Everybody knows players. Like, you from Atlanta. You heard players ball before. You heard yeah. uh, so fresh and clean. Uh, you heard, like, you legit heard countless outcast tracks. But even, I like, when I... Like people, I feel like people, uh, they over-hype the fact that if you in music, you have to be well-versed and educated on everything in mm-hmm. music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's just not a thing. Like, the fact that Young Thug, uh, a rapper, says that he doesn't mess with Andre, he don't do it, you know, like, know his music or stuff like that. It's like, people take offense to that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, just because you do music doesn't necessarily mean you have to be well-educated on every mm-hmm. single artist that came before you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like... It don't have to be like that. Like I said, you gravitate to who you gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Pretty cause... sure if you ask Young Thug what his actual influences were, he would be able to give you a decent list of artists that, you know what I'm saying, he researched and who he, you know, looked look to for inspiration. Yeah. I definitely agree. But yeah, so, but yeah, people mad, but some of y'all are tripping. I understand he disrespected some of y'all goat in under 3000, but I think you mugs is taking it the wrong way. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it was with ill intent. I'm pretty sure he has a lot of respect for Andre. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they're going to eventually, Andre will ha- reach out and be like, hey, let's try to work or something. Because I was just looking on iTunes. I'm like, yo, he doesn't, Andre doesn't have a feature with no recent Atlanta artists at all. Really? <laughs> at all. So it's like, hmm. It's not That's crazy. Like, yeah, which is crazy because it's like, gee, like you would you you did a song for DJ you did a remix for DJ Unk, my nigga. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you did a remix with DJ Unk. You did the walking out remix, G. So it's like one of those like, come on, bro. You work with Future. You did Ben's friends with Future, like that's in terms of Atlanta art. That's probably the most recent. But he worked with other people. But it's just like in terms of recent, like I think Future has the most recent is him. Ti has the most recent three stacks versus being Atlanta artist. So it's nobody even really knew. So. It's one of those weird things, and also he has ties to Future because Future was part of the Dungeon family, so that mm-hmm. that don't even really count. But I think you guys need to take a chill pill. I'm kind of siding with Thugger here. Three Stacks is kind of in the wrong, but I also understand like Three Stacks side of things. But Three Stacks do a better job and reach the youth, bro. Do a better job at that. But let's go ahead, move on to our Jay Z appreciation. Another timeless talk. We we're talking about. Uh, Jay-Z, a.k.a. Young Hove, uh, Young, Young, literally Young, that's literally one of his names, uh, shoot, what else does Jay-Z young. go by, um, Hove, Hove, Jigga Man, like, hey, Jay, Hova. so, Hova, like, literally, countless names, man, uh, Jay-Z, being a very old ass man, I think Jay Z just turned fifty four. I believe. I mean, just double check that. How old is Jay Z? 
let's see how old is Jay-Z Jay-Z is 51 years old that man is old a very old ass nigga December 4th 1969 uh so we were born in the sixties, man. Uh, late sixties, end of sixties, going to seventies, G. So he he was in he was in that he was he saw crack, he sold crack, did dope, probably smoked it, sold it, did it all, lost it. Never forget he did lose he claimed to lose I think fifty thousand something amount of weed of drugs. Mm-hmm. Hold on, how much was it that how how much drugs did Jay Z? He said in an interview he wasn't really good at it. <laughs> at least he was honest. <laughs> at least he was honest. I mean, oh, yeah, he lost 92 bricks of cocaine. There we go. Oh, uh, that would have hurt my soul. He should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, especially back in those times. Bro, no especially in the up. 80s yeah. when cocaine was the wave. Like, gee, if I, if I was the plug, I'm like, you lost 92 what? <laughs> 92 what? 92? Dog. Bricks? That's how yeah. you know he was meant to be here, man, because some people ain't live to tell the story. I swear, he, he he's lucky. He, he is very lucky because hey, it was me. Hello? I would like to call him. Hey, come get this man up out my community. <laughs> yeah, get that man up out of here, G. He got to go. But uh, Jay-Z lost 92 bricks of cocaine and survived tail to tail. <laughs> Wrapped the tail at that. Uh, Jay-Z has, are, is literally the greatest rap career ever. Some would sit there and say that he benefited from the deaths of Pac and Biggie. Uh, to a point, I do agree. Because if you remember, uh, Pac was on Jay-Z ass as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on his ass as well. Yeah, it was more, it was more like random shots than anything, but and I think it was because of association with Biggie. But Pac was on Jay Z ass just as much he was on Biggie's ass. I don't know why, but he was on the ass. Hey, Pac was coming for any you was associated with anybody that he was into it with, bro. He was on your ass, bro. It, it was a big fuck you too. Literally, respect to Pac for that. But um, but yeah, like. Some people, some people legit say Jay Z benefited from both their that de- de- early demises. I agree to an extent, but I think Jay Z would still be Jay Z. It just he wouldn't. He would I mean, be competing with Biggie. Due to due to how everything kind of went down, it was it was un, um it was uh what's the word? It was inevitable that he was that his career was going to be affected by that in some way. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree, but uh, but yeah. So Jay Z arguably has one of the best rap careers ever. One of, if not the, uh, one of the best black music artist careers ever as well. But in terms of rap, he is, in to most, he is the goat. Uh, if you want to put bias aside, to some he really is. Some people still say Wayne. Some will say Drake. Some, some will say freaking goddamn Rock Kim for some goofy ass reason. But in terms of if you ask most people, Jay Z is that guy. Especially in terms of like our older peers, Jay Z was that guy for them. Especially like, especially coming off 
the the earth like that it's just like jay-z part of jay-z's career launch is going to be linked to the deaths of biggie and pop but in terms of somebody who literally took where there was a, a obvious missing gap jay-z took advantage of like a one and two is gone and let me go ahead and do what i gotta do and take that spot and he did and not only just showed it musically, but even just making money off of it. In terms of somebody who started off as a rapper, he's the richest rapper ever and one of the richest black people ever as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we got Diddy. We have Master P. We have, um, who's the other? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. But in terms of somebody who started off purely rapping, and, well, Master P rapped too, but just rapping, Mm-hmm. Jay-Z went from rapper to mogul to billionaire just off pure, just starting off rapping. And that, to some, is extremely inspirational. Extremely. So, we're going to give Jay-Z his flowers here. He's an old-ass man, but... And he did... And also, Jay-Z is another example of... you. You It don't matter when you start getting on. When you get on, you're on. you only at 26, man. He didn't literally. He didn't start till he was twenty six. Some people, some people believe he lied on his age as well. But it really be that way sometimes. But but like, I think the I think there's like, I feel like the whole age thing is kind of it's kind of overrated, bro. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because you don't have to be in the game like super young. If you think about it, getting in the game like 18, you know what I'm saying? Like 19, 20, nine times out of 10, you ain't in control of what you're doing. Nope. Um, you know what I'm saying? You don't, and you don't really figure that out until like later on when you kind of like all the stuff that was going on around that time come back to haunt you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Jay-Z said, he was like, what did he say? He said, I, he said, he said, the world wasn't ready for me or something like that. He was like, but I, he, what he said was, I waited to be perfect. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. That's what he said. And I, I resonate with that because when I, I've been rapping since I was 13 and I swore I was ready to be signed, quote unquote signed. You know what I'm saying? I swore I was like, man, look, nigga sleeping on me. Y'all ain't ready. Woo woo. I'm 25, and I look back when I was, like, 21, 22 years old, and I was thinking I'm ready. I look back, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if I was, if I would have got on, like, 25, you knew we were 25. We was recording when when I, uh, when I had got on probably, like, 22 or whatever. We was recording, like, Sorry I'm Late and yeah. Trouble in Paradise and all that stuff. Like, bro, I would have, if I would have got on there, I would have shot myself in the foot, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Dude, the baby got on, like, 28. You know what yep. I'm saying? Very, success, very uh, successful. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, it's just it's a wait and see type thing. And for Jay Z, it it came, it came later, but it be that way. But and like I'm like Two Chains is another example. Like even though Two Chains been rapping, and to some people he was already like weird. We knew who Two Chains and Titty Boy was, but Two Chains didn't pop until he was past thirty. Yeah. Like, so it's just an example of just like when it happens, it happens. Like, but um, 
let's go ahead and give Jay Z. Let's go ahead and keep talking about Jay Z. So Jay Z, uh, first debut studio album was Reasonable Doubt. Uh, let me go ahead and pull that damn track list up. To some people, Reasonable Doubt is arguably the the greatest debut. To some people, the greatest debut album ever. Uh, not a lot of artists are able to sit there and say my first album is a classic. Uh, Jay Z is one of the very few who can sit there and say that. Um, literally, he can't. Like a lot of artists can't sit there and say that. But uh, can't knock the hustle. Really good song. Uh, you gotta remember this came out in what ninety six. I was only three. And by the way, I didn't listen to Reasonable Doubt for the first time fully until I want to say twenty fourteen. When I sat there and said, "I'm gonna actually sit down and listen to the whole whole Reasonable Doubt." Like I heard a few songs. Like I heard, I've heard Brooklyn's Finest. I heard Pre- Dead Presidents. I've heard the, the Evils. I heard uh, Can I Live? Like, I've heard those mm-hmm. songs, but I didn't really listen to the whole album in itself until 2014. But um, Can't Knock the Hustle, Mary J. Blige, Decent Politics is the usual decent. Brooklyn's Finest, uh, which features Big, is a really good song, by the way. They used to play it at Adidas all the fucking time for some goofy reason. I don't know why. <laughs> They like retail did. music, man. It, it just popped up. I've said them like, this Jay-Z and Big? Why is this on here? <laughs> uh, Feeling It, Future and Mecca, I don't really care for it. The Evils is considered one is a considered one of Jay-Z's best B-side cuts. 22 Twos is a decent track. Can I Live is really freaking good. Uh, Ain't No Nigga, Future and Foxy Brown is fire. Friend of Foe, decent. Coming of Age, Memphis. By the way, Memphis Bleak is one of my favorite Rockefeller artists. Why? I do mm-hmm. not know. It's just the fact that I think the nigga wore, especially, I think it's more because of his swagger. That man used to wear uh, fitted caps with do-rags, G, and uh, fitted oh, and, yeah. uh, do-rags with headbands, G. And I thought that shit was cool. <laughs> so, Especially if you, uh, on Def Jam Fight for New York, he was on there too, and that was his fit. So I, I give respect to Memphis Bleak. But, uh, and I think it's Jay Z, one of Jay Z's favorite people. Uh, Cashmere Thoughts is a decent track. Bring It On, decent track. Regrets, decent. And Can I Live Two, featuring Memphis Bleak. Like it's really a good album. And I see, mm-hmm. and like when I first listened to, it, I'm like, okay, I see why it's held to like such a high acclaim. It did sound dated, but once again, like those type of samples are are going to sound dated compared to now. But in terms of like you can see why I think people held this album to such a high acclaim. Uh, your thoughts on Reasonable Doubt? I went back and re- re- listened to Reason about, wow, Reasonable Doubt fully about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Can I Live is one of the songs that really kind of stuck out to me. Um, my favorite song by Jay-Z is Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, Jay Z is he he really inspires me with his delivery and execution. Yeah, how he raps, uh, his cadence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, his a voice like that and his flow and everything comes around once in a lifetime. And 
Jay-Z arguably has one of the best rapper voices ever. No homo. Like, in terms of rapper voices. It's it's too distinctive, bro. Like, he was literally born to rap. There's a lot of people that was born to do something. Like, Michael Jackson, born to sing. Freddie Mercury, born to sing. The Weeknd, born to freaking sing. Jay-Z was born to rap. But, um, Reasonable Doubt was definitely a very classic album. And it goes back to what uh, what he said. Like, he waited to be perfect. Like, you could mm-hmm. tell that it was time invested in that album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me as an artist, I would say, like, what I go through with my projects, it was probably kind of, like, pushed back. We don't know that, but, you know, he, he, you know what I'm saying, he kept working at it until it was ready to be released to the world. And mm-hmm. I can hear that with each sample, you know what I'm saying, each... uh each beat, everything in the beats, you know what I'm saying, the lyrics, the chords, I could tell everything was perfected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, obviously, reasonable doubt is like critically acclaimed, but when you really, when you really pull back the layers and look deeper into it, you see exactly why. Yeah, definitely. Especially agree. being a student of the game. Yeah, and you could definitely tell he, like, he cared about rapping. Like, legit did care. Um, then next album in my lifetime, volume one, uh, this literally some people like in terms of the volume series for Jay-Z, some people really are really critical of the, like those three albums. Uh, it's really interesting how some people, like some people's takes of them. Some people put volume one as the best one. Some put two as the best. Some put three as the best. Some say two mm-hmm. is the worst. Some say three is the worst. Some say one is the worst. It's just really interesting. But uh, I would say with this album, you could just hear, really hear the growth. You could, In terms of a one-year difference, you could hear the growth in Jay-Z as an art, like, artist-wise. Like, you could just tell, like, Reasonable Doubt is 96. Wrap your fucking ass off, bro. Wrap yeah. your fucking ass off, G. Now, it's like you could kind of hear him like, okay, he's starting to really get the artistry side of things going not like you can still he's still rapping his fucking ass off there's one thing about jay-z he's gonna rap his goddamn ass off he's gonna give you metaphors quality metaphors similes all that shit and all of it but uh standout tracks to me i i I like the intro a million and one question is decent the city is mine is is really really a great great track like that's a song if we was if they were to do a biopic and of my life of my life and I know I just did a lot of epic shit towards the end of my life, I want the last image would be me looking at the skyline of Chicago and the city of the city is mine playing. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it just it hits. It's it's like I wish more like artists or even movies, any more specific movies, we use the city as mine as a way to sit there and like end movies, G. Especially like street movies or like mafia gangster mo- type movies. That it just sounds fire, G. For like a movie soundtrack. Uh, I was gonna I know, say like that just goes to that just goes to show just how talented he was, and not only him but his team. Yeah. Because to make music, to make music that could be used. They could be consumed, like, in different ways and not just, like, through headphones, but, like, cinematically. 
Because, mm. like, cinema really ain't nothing without music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause you think about it, if you go back to silent films, silent films had music playing the whole time. You feel exactly. what I'm saying? Like, if there was ever no, music is kind of like the foundation of life, if you know what I'm saying? So it's like the fact that a lot of Jay-Z's music is real cinematic and, you know what I'm saying, it just puts you, it, it puts you in a vibe, it puts you, like you said, like, in the movie scene, like, it helps you picture your life and everything, like, I just, that just goes, that just comes with the talent, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I know girls like featuring Lil' Kim and, uh, and Diddy, decent track. Imaginary Players is one of the standout tracks to me on the, on a volume one. Uh, Streets is watching is decent. Friend of Foe ninety eight is decent. Uh, Sunshine, Sunshine is you could tell was supposed to be a vet. Well, I think it was a single. I don't remember. I believe it was a single, but that's a, that's a really it's a really dope track with him and Babyface on it. Foxy Brown was on there as well. Who you with? Two's decent. Face off. I didn't care for real niggas. Featuring too too short was fire. Uh, rap game, crack game is a, a, another B side I really like. Where I'm from is fire, and you you must love me is decent. But volume one is really good. It's a good mm-hmm. uh sophomore album. Uh, like I said, I don't. It's no. I don't think it's better than Blueprint. But in turn, but you can just tell he's. The art he was really trying to get it feel for the shit artist wise as well. Uh, your thoughts yeah. on your thoughts on that one? Yeah, especially the same thing you said. Yeah. Uh, I feel then, like it was um, I feel like it was a good setup for what came after it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was like bad and nothing like that. I just feel like Reasonable Doubt was like you know his breakout album was about anticipation and everything. The context around it, the context surrounding it, made it that much more better. Mm-hmm. And so, once you get your foot in the game like that, how you it's it's certain how you maneuver through the game is like he did a, a good job. And I feel like it was un, it was unintentional, but like this album, it it's it's set up to for what what came next. That's how it looked to me. You feel me? Like he's just getting started, basically. Yeah. I feel you. Now, Volume 2. Volume 2 got a lot of bangers on it, G. A lot of bangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he got a lot on this album. Like it, it, Volume 2 would be like the type of album where if Jay-Z was to ever do a versus, which he probably won't because unless that shit's on title, he ain't doing it. But if he was... To, <laughs> I'm dead ass. But, uh, no, I know. Yeah, so... uh. But if he was to do a versus, he will whoop a lot of niggas' asses off Volume Two alone. Volume Two got Hard Knock Life on it. Um, That's facts. Hard Knock Life slaps. Um, didn't Kanye I, produce that? I don't think so. I don't think Kanye didn't start producing for Jay Z until Blueprint. Mm. I believe. I don't think it's not to Blueprint. Uh. If I should die, decent. Ride or die, decent. Nigga, what? Nigga, who? Fire. Hey, that song is legend. That song is legendary, bro. That song is a classic. That song is legendary. That song's a classic. G. Like I remember that being consistently played in the house as a kid. Like I was five, probably when this album came out. Like 
I just know that was consistently buzzing. Money Cash Hoes with DMX, fire. By the way, DMX was one of the big, uh, one of the biggest artists in the game at this point as well. Uh, a week ago with Too Short, decent. Coming of Age, decent. Can I get a uh? Can I get a what what uh with Ja Rule? Fire. That was another song that got played to hell. Uh, Rule was popping around that time too. Exactly. So like Jay Z knew what he was doing. Uh, Paper Chase with Foxy Brown, decent. Reservoir Dogs with the lock, Sauce Money, and I forgot who the other person was. Heat, in terms of just mm-hmm. niggas rapping they goddamn ass off. Uh, it's like that with Kid Capri, decent. It's all right, decent. And Money Ain't a Thing with Jermaine Dupri. Classic. Classic hits and singles on this album. Strong beast and decent little B-side joints. Volume 2 is fire, G. <laughs> Yeah, Fire. Uh, then, because I want to make sure we go in chronological order. Volume three is Life and Times of Sean Carter. Uh, so this had the Hova song, So Ghetto. Uh, do it again. Put your hands up. I don't remember. Hold on. Oh, I like that song. I remember. My dad used to play the hell out that song. Uh, that. He had that dope man. Things that things that you do with Mariah Carey. I'm pretty sure that got played to hell. It's hot, mm-hmm. decent. Snoopy track with Juvenile. I don't remember that song for some odd reason. S. Carter, decent. Pop for rock, decent. Um, and it had Benny Siegel on there. And Benny Siegel dragged that nigga. Big Pimpin' was on this album. Is that your bitch with Jay Z and Timbaland? Uh, this is when he started working with Timbaland around this time, I believe. Uh, come oh, and get yeah. me, come and get me, nip, hover song, and anything. So if I had to put rank the volumes, it'd be two, one, and three. Two, two one, one, and three. three. It'd be two, one, and three. I agree Th- with that. Three's the weakest, but Big is on here, so it's like one. It's like one of his bigger songs. But in terms, but you can just tell maybe it's just fatigue because he literally dropped like three straight albums in like every year <laughs> no break jay-z almost yeah. released an album every year from 96 97 98 99 2000 jesus christ this man was working uh then in 2000 he dropped the uh the dynasty rock familiar album or mixtape i don't know what it was but um the dynasty album is a personal favorite of mine because uh, pretty much it was dang near the uh the rockefeller uh the rockefeller uh album damn near he just put his name on it but uh mm-hmm. it got a lot of crazy songs and the intro was fire change the game is fire i just want to love you decent streets is talking with him and benny siegel fire uh this can't be life jay-z benny siegel fire again with scarface get your mind right mommy with memphis bleak decent Stick to the script with Benny Siegel. Fire. J- you meet you meet him and her, uh, Jay-Z in the Dynasty. Fire. Guilty until proven innocent. Uh, I think they had Art Kelly on it. Yes. Even though that nasty man is on this song, <laughs> you could not go nowhere and not hear that song. Then they dropped the album. We're not going to talk about the album here because literally there's a lot of controversy about that album. But just know Jay-Z... Was one of the first people to try to get that nigga Art Kelly up out of here. And he's a hero for that. 
He's a hero. Oh. But uh, Parking Lot Pimpin' is one of my favorite songs on this album. Decent. Uh, 1-900-Hustler, decent. The Rock, decent. Like, the Dynasty had a lot of... It was a really good album. That was a really great album to me. Uh, anything you want to say about that album? Uh, nothing that you ain't already said. Alright, cool. And next, I think that's where we enter Blueprint. Now, Blueprint came out on September 11th. <laughs> 2001. I'm surprised it, that wasn't on the uh, Conspiracy Theory uh, iceberg that we was going through. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, Blueprint and I think Fabulous album came out on 9-11. Very weird. Extremely freaking weird. But, uh, Blueprint was really good. I, Blueprint was a huge pickup from volume from volume three, and in terms of a solo Jay Z album, like the Dynasty was more of a freaking collab tape with Jay Z's name just as, for sales. But uh, mm-hmm. the Rulers back decent. Takeover is one of the greatest diss tracks of all time, and I Take want you over. people to the break sold. <laughs> like G. I love Takeover, bro. He was disrespectful as hell on that, G. He was disrespectful yeah. to Nas. He was disrespectful to Mob Deep. Also, Mob Deep, I don't know why the hell y'all was getting on everybody's nerves. <laughs> I don't know either. What the heck was Mob Deep on back then, I don't bro? know. I need to look up the story because I really don't know, but he was on Prodigy ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, Izzo, H-O-V-O, uh, was on here. Girls, girls, girls was on here. Uh, yo, so, yo, that's, that's my strong, favorite song by Jay Z. Gee, that's a strong four out four song start. The rulers back take over. Izzo, girls, girls, girls. G, that's a strong four. Yeah. Damn, boy, this nigga hove man. Jigga that nigga decent. You don't know. I don't remember this song. Hold on. Oh, fire! <laughs> so guys, literally since we're on YouTube. We can't play full songs. So I'm not trying to have Jay-Z cut this episode off. So, yeah, so literally, at the most, if we play a song, we're getting 10 seconds. Because I think that's the time clock. But uh, you don't know. Fire. Whole lot Hovito. Decent. Heart of the City was decent. Um, Never Change. Song Cry is one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't feel anything when you hear Song Cry, something's incredibly wrong. Uh, All I Need is Decent. Renegade is the most controversial Jay-Z song ever. Because people will sit there and tell you that Eminem watched them. I'm in one, I am one of those people to say Eminem did get Jay-Z up out of here. But also, Jay-Z didn't get washed. It's just his, it, he didn't go as hard as Eminem did. That's what it was. He just didn't go as hard as Eminem. I'm sorry, man. I'm a Jay-Z stand, bro. So, hey, I don't I love, see what y'all are talking about. Hey, look, I'm just saying, I love Jay-Z, too. I love Jay-Z more than I do Eminem, but that Eminem really did go in on that song. Uh, Blueprint, Mama Loves Me, decent track, lyrical exercise, decent, and Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2 ends the uh, album. Blueprint might yeah. arguably, it's 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 easy a classic, but I'm trying to sit there and think where do I place it. 
I think that's number two or three. Number two or three? In mean? terms of his albums. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, in terms of his albums, that might be two or three. Because I'm still putting volume two number one. I think that's his best. Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint, you can alternate, honestly. Uh, 2002, he dropped two projects, actually. One with the Nasty Man and the other one with, uh, the other one's a, is Blueprint 2. We're not talking about Nasty Man on this podcast. Uh, Blueprint 2, a dream future in, uh, Faith Evans and, uh, a late Biggie verse. Hovey Baby, decent track. The Watcher, future in Dr. Dre, Rock Him, some nigga named Truth Hurts. Never heard of Truth Hurts, but that song was decent. 03, Bonnie and Clyde, future and Beyonce. Mm. You couldn't go nowhere if I hear this damn record. I remember as a kid, that song was literally stuck in my head for about a month. I could imagine it because of your household and who your sisters are. Exactly. There you go. So, I feel bad for you. But uh, Blueprint 2 sounds is very, very commercial. Uh, excuse me, miss. This is when Jay-Z really started trying to get all, like, real grown and sexy and shit. <laughs> the fact that excuse me miss probably will be played at a step a set for our age g is kind of wild when you think about it when yeah. we turn 40 and we have the step a sets we probably gonna hear excuse me miss <laughs> i'm a purpose i'm a purposefully go to the dj and slide them that you know how you slide your grandkids or how your grandma used to slide you a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's how I'm going to slide it to DJ. He said, hey, man, play the excuse me miss, my nigga. He going to sit there and be like, all right. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to sit there and laugh and do my thing in my linen suit. James, there's the Steve Harvey linen suits, man. It ain't going to sit there and say it's going to be Steve Harvey level, but you know. Uh... What they gonna do with Future and Sean Paul? I don't remember this song. I really don't. Hold on. I remember that song. So Sean Paul was everywhere, <laughs> all around the world. I don't remember this song either. Oh yeah, he got off on that that song. Okay, all around the world is decent. Popping tags with Big Boy, Killer Mike, and Twister. Decent track. Uh, fuck all night. I don't really remember. I'm not even gonna play it because it sounds like Jay Z trying to be grown and sexy again. And I'm, I'm kind of good on that. The bounce future and Kanye West. Oh yeah, I, I remember that song. I don't remember this. I don't. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, that song. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, okay. There we go. See, sometimes you just think you just got to hear shit. Uh, yeah. So, oh, Blueprint 2 was a double disc. Okay. So then that's disc one. Next disc is Diamonds is Forever, Guns and Roses, Future Lenny Kravitz. Uh, you Don't Know Remix with M.O.P. Meet the Parents. Somehow, Someway with Beanie Siegel was fire. Some people hate it. Nigga, please with young Chris. Too many hoes. 
as one about it for the fallen soldier show you how bitches and sisters and what they're going to do part two so blueprint two was decent i ain't gonna sit there and call it trash but it was a decent little album when like, it was decent uh but it's not mid either that's how i feel about blueprint two so 2002 <clears throat> then jay-z leading up to 2003 rumors of jay-z wants to retire starts to shock the world uh and he starts teasing the black album's gonna be his last album and this gets everybody going now the black album is the first jay-z album that i can sit there and say yo i can't wait till this out jay-z album came out this is legit the first jay-z album where i could sit there and be like i was of age to sit there and say hey i'm hyped for a jay-z album now not to say that i wasn't raised on jay-z albums in my household but because literally i could sit there and remember because we used to have a huge ass cd uh library thingy case thingy i don't whatever the hell you want to call it jay-z was we had every my, my uh, between my dad and my older sister every jay-z album was had so mm-hmm. jay-z was prominent in my house like i remember a lot of these albums and songs and all of that especially once i was reviewing stuff but black albums where i was sat there and was like yo make sure y'all get this jay-z album i can't wait to hear it they say he's about to retire I need to get caught up on Jay-Z. I was 2003. I was 10. So mm. so this is where I could like legit. I was at an age where I could sit there and say, hey, I could make, I, I understand my own musical choices, if that makes sense. So Black Album, Interlude, Decent. December 4th, Decent. What more can I say? Decent. Encore, Encore is go go down as one is a legendary song in itself. Solely because Encore, I wrote so many verses to that beat, it's ridiculous. Hey man, I ain't mad at you. And also, Encore had the freaking rock remix with Lincoln Park or what was it Lincoln Park? Whatever freaking heavy rock group that was, that shit was fire. Both versions yeah. was fire, G. Encore was just a special track, G. Uh, Change Clothes. Change Clothes is a controversial song to the black community. Reason why I say Change Clothes is a controversial track, because Jay-Z started, went from telling us to stop wearing fucking jerseys and stuff like that to freaking wear button-up t-shirts. <laughs> The man changed clothes, man. And you know what me and a lot of my 10-year-old peers did and up? We what? asked for fucking button-ups. We was dressed happened, to man? go to the funeral. At parties. Hey, y'all started. Y'all probably started the wave. You never know, bro. That was one of the worst waves ever. Because I love my jerseys. But Jay-Z told me at 10 years old, hey, it's not cool to wear jerseys no more. I don't think he was talking about you, though, bro. Look, man, he told... Yeah, I know, but still. You know what all of us did? We asked our mama and daddies to buy us button-up T-shirts. Well, but not T-shirts. I mean, button-up shirts. 
That's funny because your people, you asking about your button ups, they do that in a heartbeat. Exactly. For them, it was like, oh, okay. Literally, everybody in picture day with the button up, different button ups and stuff. Like, you know, you, you couldn't get away with it, bro. Like, you couldn't. Like, you used to ask for that. Stop lying. Yes, you did. That's what you desire, boy. You used to love that. You used to look for that. That was what we desired to be like Jay Z. If I ever meet Jay Z, I'm gonna sit there and tell him, "Kiss my ass for making change clothes," because that was a goofy little era, bro. The trade in jerseys oh God, for button up bro. shirts, G. I was comfortable. <laughs> but change clothes is one of those. It's a, it's a wild song. Uh, Dirt off your shoulder is one of my favorite Jay Z singles. Is is Great song. Shout out to Timbaland. Timbaland was in his bag. Uh my favorite Timbaland beats, man. It is. Shit. That beat go hard. Like yeah, it's some people who hate the song. Actually making the beat. Yeah. And Jay Z and Jay Z could not stop bobbing his head, bro. Like, like you just knew he was finna you just knew he was gonna take flight. Exactly. You just went <laughs> you just know. Uh threat. Decent little uh track. Moment of clarity. Another fire Jay Z B side, ninety nine problems. It hits. Mm. Yeah, he ain't gotta say nothing about that song. Exactly. Public service announcement is another one of my favorite Jay Z tracks ever, bro. Mm hmm. That nigga went hard on public service announcement, hard. And I in like despite the fact it was it was the intro song to one of them two Ks. I think it was 2K12, whichever one that Jay-Z produced. You had to hear it every time he turned the game on. I never got tired of it. Yeah, if nah. anything, it made me like the song more. So, uh, Justify My Thug, Decent. Lucifer, to a lot of people, that's uh, a top five Jay-Z B-side. Allure, Decent, and my first song, I didn't like that song at all. So, Dang, but, uh, you didn't like that song? I didn't like that song. I might get crucified, but I don't give a fuck. I didn't like uh, that song at all. So, but Black yeah, Album's yeah. fire, G. Black Album's really fire. Some people sit there and say it's overrated. It's not a classic. I'm gonna say it's not a classic, but for it to be supposedly Jay Z's last album, that shit slapped. And for me, and for my, for me, that was legit my first Jay Z album. That I heavily anticipated and I liked it. So, me as a kid. So, so Jay Z disappears off the face of the earth for what three years? Because Black Album came out in two thousand three. He comes back in Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come was ass. Now, I'm standing by that. I wouldn't say it was ass, bro. For Jay Z standards, it was ass. Well. I can see where you coming from, but I I kind of enjoy it. I Amen. listen to music differently, bro. I listen yeah, to music you do. You do. I'm not gonna knock you for that. It's just for me. It's ass. Like I, I, to this day, like when I re-listened to Kingdom Come, I was like, "This ain't it." <laughs> I was like, "No." <laughs> like for it to be his comeback album, I was like, "Okay, bro, maybe." I see why you retired. It was like, it made me really believe Jay Z was wearing the uh, freaking Wizards Jordan jersey when he made this. 
Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, dog. Not the Wizards Jordan jersey. Like, but like what I'm looking at. I forgot about those. Hey, look, man. I had one. Uh, me and my little brother had matching uh, Jordan Wizards jerseys. My dad was bogus as hell. But uh, uh, damn, Kingdom Come, the prelude, trash. Oh my God, trash. Kingdom Come, mid. Show me what you got. Arguably Jay Z's worst single. Dang, I like that song. <laughs> it be that way. Uh, Lost. Okay, let me ask. Do you, do you like Lil Wayne's freestyle to that song? A lot better. I honor that version, but more. Yeah, Wayne got off. He did. Uh, Lost one with Chris at Michelle. I actually love that song. That's a really good song. Uh, do you want to ride? Future and John Legend, meh, thirty something. I actually like thirty something. I might like it more when I turn thirty, but I actually like thirty something still. Uh, I made it, meh. Anything Future and Pharrell, meh. Hollywood Future and Beyonce. This is when I started to believe Jay Z and Beyonce just have poor chemistry in terms of making music. <laughs> Damn, bro, for real. Just keeping it real. Uh, trouble. Ass. Uh, dig a hole. Ass. Minority Report. Cheeks. Beach Chair. Decent. Kingdom Come was really a big batch of mid. And Jay-Z should have kept it far, far away from my ears. Because... <laughs> Where did this I, come out? 2006. Hmm. So, moving on to 2007, Jay-Z came back with American Gangster. American Gangster is prob okay, I, I don't rate it high in terms of, like, in terms of just, like, what's his best and worst albums. I don't rate, rate it high, but it's my favorite Jay-Z album, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, production-wise, just the style, the story of it. Me, well, I was, what, 13? So, yeah, me at 13, I was like, yo, this is fire. And then also, Mm -hmm. I liked the American Gangster movie. I liked just, like, what he was doing with everything coming up close to the album. And then also, this album allegedly has uh, written, ghost-written bars from Lupe Fiasco. And Lupe Fiasco is my lyrical miracle god. So, uh, that just gives it even more points for it. But uh, American Gangster. Intro with Ildris Elba. Fuck Ildris Elba. Uh, two. Yeah. Track track the song uh, Two Pray. Decent. American Dreaming. Love it. Hello Brooklyn. Lil Wayne got cleaned the fuck off. Uh, yeah, no Hook. One of my favorite Jay-Z B-sides. Rock Boys. To this day, I want us to have a party like the Rock Boys, G. Yes, yeah, sir. Look, bro. It's on the list, man. It's on the list. If anything... Whichever one of y'all get married next, <laughs> or me, uh, but <laughs> or me again, but uh, uh, Rock Boys gotta be like the the uh the reception. That has to be the reception. G, we have to relive that music video in some capacity. So, yeah. So Rock Boys, I love that song with a passion. Sweet, decent. I know. I really like. I know. Party life. Yeah. 
Ignorant shit with Beanie Siegel. That beat is a classic. That beat is a classic. That beat does things to artists, man. Like, gee, if it you are, I feel like every person who ever rapped has made an ignorant shit verse. You may not ever recorded it, but you have an ignorant shit verse. It's mandatory. Actually. You can't get in the game without it. I feel like Loki. That's that. That needs to be a gatekeeper rule. Did you do you got okay, garbage? Rap? You get kicked out. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, I ain't gonna be mad at it, G. I ain't gonna be mad at that. But ignorant shit with Benny Siegel. I swear, Benny Siegel and Jay Z has one of the best chemistries ever, G. Like they, it's like when they rap together, you know they gonna be on some shit. But ignorant shit, fire. Uh, say hello, what whatever success, future and Nas, whatever. Fallen, decent. Blue Magic, I love Blue Magic and American Gangster. The uh, in- outro was decent. Like, it's, I, I, that's just a personal favorite. I ain't gonna sit there and say one of his best. It's probably like five in terms of his uh, album rankings, but it's definitely one of my. It's definitely my favorite Jay Z album because of the concept. American Gangster, American Gangster, solid. It's a solid album. Yeah, it's a it really solid, solid album. album. Like I said, do you just, think he? Do you think he kind of got? Um, I don't know. Is it was it? Do you think he kind of got rusty a little bit? Like probably prior for Kingdom Come. To, uh, prior to American Gangster, yeah, it took time to get. You know what I'm saying? Into like his mode or whatever. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Like, I ain't mad at that take. Excuse me. I ain't mad at just the idea of him being rusty because from, like, you went on a, like, he barely rapped between, I think, Black Album and Kingdom Come. If, if he did a verse, it was just probably doing somebody a really big favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, for, for like, just to hear Jay-Z rap, so, like, for him to work on an album, it was like, okay, let me get back in, like, a flow of things and just get back going. And then, if I recall, like between after Kingdom Come, uh, from between that American Gangster going uh, an American Gangster, I think he actually had some rap beefs. I think he had the semi fake beef where he had with Wayne. Well, it was more like competition. I know Dipset was getting on his goddamn nerves because they were they were freaking roasting his ass. So. Like, that was going on and stuff. So, like, stuff like that kind of gets you reinvigorated a little bit. Because it's like, all right, man, these niggas think I'm a bitch. So, mm-hmm. I got to, you know, I got to come out my bag and teach you little niggas a lesson. So, uh, so yeah. So, like, with American Gangster, I just heard, I could hear Jay-Z a little bit more. It was like, okay, this is this is the guy that who's supposed to be the GOAT, the, the one of the best of all time. So, yeah. moving on to American Gangsta, he takes another two-year hiatus. He drops Blueprint 3. Blueprint 3 is horrible. No, it's not horrible. I ain't going to say it's horrible. I take that back. Blueprint 3, production-wise, is horrible. I think it's one of his worst produced albums. To me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just some of the sound I just never really fucked with. Like, the singles like Run This Town, Empire State of Mind those all stand out uh but in terms of production i didn't really give a fuck 
Like it was just production wise, it just I, never. I, I, I can see where you're coming from, from uh, with that. I can see where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. So, like I said, it's no. It's just in terms of probably his beat selection. I could, it's, and this was also around that time where shit was sounding very techno like as well. Uh huh. Like especially from like Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Cause he would really work with those two a lot, and of course Kanye, of course. But Kanye really wasn't doing that sound. Like you could tell what Kanye worked on, but I think he was heavy working with Swizz and uh, Timbaland on his album. So when I go back and listen, I still hate the production of this album. Like I, it's real. This is the one Jay Z album that I don't go back too much because of the fact that literally production wise, it's a tough listen. But uh, what we talking about featuring Luke Steele? I don't know who the fuck Luke Steele is to this day, but uh, that's a porn star name. Thank you, decent little track. Death of Auto Tune. Uh, I call that Jay Z's "Get Off My Porch," uh, young bastards uh, song, because mm-hmm. uh, the Death Auto Tune was really pandering, and it also showed his age as well. But uh, still, a, like Jay Z went in though, like he still went in. Uh, Run This Town is a powerful track. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful, G. Like, if you don't, like, you feel something when you hear Run This Town, G. Uh, definitely. That's the first song you have to to. Uh, yep, you definitely did. Never forget. You and Chloe. So, uh, shout out to Chloe uh, if you're listening. Much love. But uh, never forget. I will never forget that. Sitting down looking cool as hell on the goddamn you did. But, uh, yeah, Run This Town is a powerful track. Definitely one of Jay-Z's best singles. Rihanna and Kanye did their thing on there. And it means a lot to me. Uh, one of the last songs uh, that my uh, teammate who died, Kwashi, he listened to before he died. Like, he was listening to it before we play, played that game where he died. It meant a lot to me in that aspect. And it's just a powerful song. Uh, Empire mm-hmm. State of Mind, really good track. It, Empire State of Mind is like, I would say the first, it's probably not the first, but it's the one Jay-Z song where that it goes beyond just rap. Like, that is played, that's like a New York anthem for white yeah. white New York, yeah, black I New York, that's Spanish That's the best word to use. It's like, it's a, it became an anthem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, like, yeah. That was the perfect way to phrase it. Yeah, it's, it's an anthem track and like almost every artist like especially in Jay-Z's like stature needs like that type of anthem track for like whether it's for their city, for their race, you know, culture. That's 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 Jay-Z's anthem track. Uh real as it gets future young Jeezy, I hate that song with a passion. On to the next one with Swiss Beats. I hate that song with a passion. Hey, Off that future that Drake. <laughs> I love that song, bro. I hate that, I love song. that song, bro. Off that future and Drake. Hold on, I, I need to hear the beat just so I can make sure I remember the song correctly. Oh, I hate this fucking song. Jesus Christ, I hated that song. Off that future and Drake was horrible, horrible. That song did kind of get played out for me. It, it didn't even get played out. It didn't get played. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it a lot. That song was horrible. Uh. A Star is Born featuring J. Cole. That was a good song, man. I really like that song. That song was horrible. Like, <laughs> horrible. Like, I'm going to keep it G real. Though, that Timbaland and uh, Drake 
collab time was extremely hit or fucking miss. Uh, I'm also a Timberland fan, bro. I'm a Timberland fan too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, like I like Timberland, but like that Timberland Drake when they were just working together, it's extremely hit or miss. I see why Drake don't work with him like that no more. I don't know what happened personally between the two, but I'm glad they stopped working together because it was a lot of hit or miss in that collaboration production group between him and Drake. Uh, but off that was ass. Stars born J. Cole low key dragged Jay Z on that track. Uh, Venus versus Mars is actually a decent little track. Uh, yeah. Already Home Future and Kid Cudi, really, really great track. That's like prime Cudi right there, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Hate Future and Kanye West is a really good track. Reminder, I don't give a fuck about that song. So Ambitious by Pharrell, with Pharrell is actually really good. And Forever Young is another anthem track. That's another anthem track. Like, that's... If you talk to, yeah. like, plain white people who probably, like, casually listen to Jay-Z, I'm pretty sure they know Forever Young by heart. So, uh, so yeah, that's the Blueprint 3. It's definitely, like, on the middle, bottom tier of Jay-Z albums. Uh, then, I think that's when we get Watch the Throne. Now... Watch the Throne was a moment. <laughs> a moment in time. Because Jay-Z is still, like, in terms of, like, his post-retirement, technically post-retirement, he only had one good album, which is American Gangster. People was concerned that Jay-Z was probably washed. <laughs> yeah, people was, I heard people were saying that. <laughs> people was probably concerned that Jay-Z was washed at this point. This nigga... Kanye got Jay-Z motivated because Jay-Z took the clean off on his whole album, G, in terms of, like, rapping. And also, I think Jay-Z started actually finding his old man, uh, his old man rap style, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean. So, like, he started actually, like, in terms of just, like, what he was rapping about, he started feeling comfortable about actually rapping about it. So, Watch the Throne, we had No Church in the Wild, which is a classic song in itself. Lift Off Future and Beyonce, once again, meh. Niggas in Paris was played everywhere. Every minute on the minute, you heard Niggas in Paris. And that song still knocks to this day. Boss, so how motherfuckers gonna find Exactly. Like, it, it, I really wish I was able to go to the Watch the Throne tour. And see them perform niggas in Paris. Cause they said they were yeah. having freaking they would play the song like 10, 11, 12 straight times in a row. I would love to be there just to see how often they would just sit there and play it. Uh Otis was fire. Uh Gotta Have It was decent. New Day was decent. That's my bitch. Good was a good track. Welcome to the Jungle was decent. Who Gonna Stop Me was fire. Uh, Murder to Excellence was decent. Made in America was okay. Uh, Why I Love You, I don't I love really Made in America. I, I said I was decent, didn't I? I know. I was. I was just saying. Like oh. I love that song. Yeah, it's a decent track. Uh, Why I Love You was okay. Uh, Illest Month Alive was okay. Ham was fucking nuts. Uh, Prime. That's Time the one was... that came on on uh, which two K was that? 
2K12. Man. You heard Ham all the time, G. Like, that was consistently played. No matter how many times you were. Oh, that literally... was around the, uh, the fake Lil Wayne beef time. Yep. So, like, uh, Ham went crazy. Primetime was decent. The Joy was decent as well. Watch the Throne was a great freaking out. That's a classic to me, honestly. That's legit a classic. Like, that was a time. Uh, so, yeah, we got to put respect on Watch the Throne. Uh, so that was 2011. Then what this nigga drop after that? Uh, did he drop anything? Hold on, shit. Uh, he was on. Man, I feel like this nigga dropped something else. Did you cover uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail? There we go. That's what I was looking for. So Magna Carta Holy Grail is a very is another. It was a very interesting album. It went it went platinum in one minute. Solely because he made a deal with Samsung or whatever where the album will automatically uh go to a million people who uh a million people who own Samsung or Android devices or whatever. So I got the album for free without actually having to uh do my illegal alleged means through file sharing websites. It was a time. But I remember when Magna Carta Holy Grail was coming out the the uh, hype for it was very real. Like, it was another solo Jay-Z album. We didn't have a solo Jay-Z album since 2009. So, people was hype. Uh, and I think the lead-up was decent. Like, he, like, I think some of the features he had was really good. Like, times he would pop up places. It was really good. Like, he was, so people was like, oh, okay, Jay-Z on his shit. So, opening track, Holy Grail Future and Justin Timberlake. I'm gonna say this. When I first heard hurt for this song i loved it you hear it so many times sometimes where it just dies out this is a prime example of a song where you hear it so many times you sit there and be like yo this song is ass that's fact though that song they played the shit out of that song yeah, bro. That, that song got played <laughs> to the point where i didn't have no tv in my room i just had the radio playing and that song <laughs> was stay on repeat holy grail kiss fm kiss fm literally played that song 30 times a day <clears throat> Bro, when I was doing my radio show at Columbia, bro, it was, it was, for every, every semester, it was still high on the playlist. It was high on the playlist until I I graduated. (laughs) That song got in my last (laughs) numbers. Like, gee, like, I was so happy to do my own show, so I didn't have to play that song, gee. Like, like for a good whole song, semester, I had good, to play that shit. Like, I hated that song, dude. But, uh, so yeah, so Holy Grail. Picasso Baby was decent. Tom Four was a good song, but niggas was capping hard as fuck. Yeah. That was a cap song. Niggas was capping off that song. Uh, fuck with me if you know I got it. It's safe to say that Rick Ross dragged this nigga Jay-Z on that song. Yes. He dragged that nigga. <laughs> Rose actually okay. made me overplay that song. I played that song nonstop. Gee, that was a fire Dude. song and the beat was fire. It was fire. cold. I wouldn't even, I mean, yeah, Ross got clean off, but the collaboration was, was, was dope as hell, too. Yeah, like, they, they Jay-Z and Rick Ross is a really strong collab, uh, collab chemistry. They got really good chemistry. Uh, but Ocean's Future Frank Ocean I actually love mm-hmm. this song. This is honestly my favorite song off the album. Uh, 
F-U-T-W. I don't remember that song at all. I'm not even going to play it. Somewhere in America, I didn't care for. Crown was decent. Uh, Heaven, I don't care. Uh, Versus, don't remember. Part two on the run. Hold on. Beyonce. Hold on, I need that. Fuck that song. Um, I don't remember that song. I remember it, but it's also like, fuck that song. Beach is better. Look, Beach is better. Was Jay-Z should Jay-Z owes us the full version of Beach is better. He owes us that. It's somewhere in the vaults. I'm pretty sure it is. Look, man. I how long is this song? How long, how long is this song? Not even a it's full somewhere. minute. It's not even a it's full minute. In, it's in a, it's somewhere in the Rockefeller vote, man. Look, G, the dream. Whoever has the freaking flash drive with the full version of Beach is Better needs to leak it. I understand Please. we're in 2020, so leaking songs is a different time. It's a different way of doing things, but it's a huge sin that we do not have. The full version of Beach is better. Because Jay-Z was going to clean off. But it'd be yeah, that man. Uh The fact that Jay-Z has a song with BBC in it, man. That, that, that Come on, bro. Come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. Pulling no type shit or doing none of that whole ass shit you niggas out there be doing thinking you doing some fly shit. Nigga, if you're in a room naked with some other niggas and some broad, them niggas looking at your ass. And if that shit is that shit is gay and you need to get on some other shit, me and this man got nothing but... You got a song hey. called BBCG. Come on. Come on, G. <laughs> you gotta make a statement, dog. Sometimes you gotta make a statement, man. <laughs> Look, bro. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta make a statement, bro. You gotta let him know. That ain't cool, man. <laughs> that ain't cool. Uh, Jay Z Blue. Uh, I think yeah, this was around the time when Blue was born. So uh, that was that's a decent song. Uh, La Familia was decent. Nickels and Dimes was decent. Like I said, uh, Magnum Carter, Holy Grail, once again, is in like that middle to mid section of Jay Z albums where it's like, it's not bad, but it's also not it low key kind of grew on me, though. Like, straight up. I liked it at first, and then I I liked it a lot at first. Then I grew to like it less. I didn't hate it at first. It, it was more of like a gradual appreciation mm-hmm. for the album. Uh, because wasn't it a minute before he released that? Yeah, because in terms, it was the first Jay Z solo album since two thousand nine, which is Blueprint three. Like he dropped, right, yeah. Like he had watched the throne, but you know, it was a solo. It was it was a solo. It album. was his first solo album in um, a minute. So yeah, it was uh it was more of a gradual appreciation. With uh, I mean, that's a more of a personal. I was, I mean, you know, me personally, it yeah. was more of a gradual appreciation for it. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like, like I said, it's not life or death horrible or anything like that like some people sit there and say it's probably his worst album but I wouldn't say that uh-huh. it's at the bottom but yeah uh then which came out first 
no, okay, 444 came out. There we go. 444 came out, and once again, he took a four-year break from making solo albums, uh, but he was still dropping verses from here and there. A lot of good verses, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, like I said, I don't remember. I ain't trying to, like I said, we, we, we got to hurry and try to close this out. But 444, to a lot of people, this is Jay-Z's, best grown 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 man album some people this is a grown as a dope album like you like this kind of people actually made the uh term adult contemporary rap is 444 mm. which is a funny adult ass term. contemporary rap that is an interesting name it really is for a genre of rap they call it old man rap i guess but uh 444 is definitely a great jay-z album classic it might it will probably go down to be a classic but um definitely that album was it was so perfect because i just feel like he was in a he was in a headspace that he never had to be in before yeah and he was very transparent because you gotta remember and the funny thing is niggas called it the uh the man's version of lemonade (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 niggas called it the man's version of lemonade because you gotta remember around this time, uh, Beyonce made lemonade, and a lot of people sit there saying, "What well, uh, Be- B- Jay Z cheating on Beyonce and shit?" So it's just like yeah. people was like, "What? Well, oh my God, was Jay Z gonna make an album talking about what happened on his point of view?" Which he did. <laughs> well, he talked about the shit. Got rich off of, uh, off of explain off of marriage counseling. Literally, bro. They they literally collected a bag off marriage counseling, G. But uh, yeah. So that's how you do it. That's how you win, man. Hey, they did. They they that's literally capitalized off their trauma, G. I respect it. <laughs> but uh, open the song. Open the song was Kill Jay Z. Very strong. Uh, very strong Jay Z intro. Really fire. Uh, the story of OJ was fire as hell. Uh. Just the nigga. just the fact he said, uh, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." It's hilarious as hell. Uh, smile was decent. Caught their eyes with Frank Ocean was meh. Excuse me. Uh, four forty four. The track itself was fire. Family Feud with Beyonce. Four forty four is my favorite song on the entire album. You said what? I said four forty four is my favorite song on the album. Same. Uh, 444 was a really great track. Family Feud with Beyonce was decent. The only problem Family Feud was my second favorite song on the album. That song just kind of gets annoying. Dang, for real? The the beat is a little bit annoying to me. It's just sampled. It was just it kind of gets a little annoying, you know. Um, I could see that sample on uh, Life of Pablo. It well it was probably being worked on around the same time. But I don't think they were fucking with each other at that point. Uh, no. Bam is a really great song. Was played to oh, death. That song too. I had to hear that song to death at one point. Uh, Moonlight was decent. Marcy Me was decent. Legacy was really good. It's a 10 song, 36 minute album, and literally, like, it, every song to extent hit damn near. It's a mm-hmm. really great album. Like, it's probably in for you. Based off the time frame, it was it's Jay Z's best album in a long time. Yeah, 
Yeah, like in terms of solo, because you got to factor in, like, okay, Kingdom Come was a dud. King, uh, American Gangsta's really good. Blueprint was meh. Uh, Magnum Carly Holy Magna Carta Holy Grail was okay, but it's probably the first great Jay Z album where since American Gangsta, honestly. So like that's dang near ten years. In terms of solo projects, like Watch the Throne was good, but in terms of solo Jay Z projects, this is it took a minute, but like you, this is where we have, where you hear old man Jay Z and be like. This is, this is what we've been wanting, in a way where you put everything together, and it was really good, really great to this day. It still is, and like the older Jay Z crowd appreciates, and even like our generation, like me and you age range, we appreciate it more as well. Yeah. So, like yeah, when four forty four dropped, bro, I had that, that whole album was on rotation when it when it, uh, when it first dropped, bro. That got me through my, well, was that my tech, quote-unquote, junior year of college, I think? What year did 444 come out? 2017. Yeah, it was like my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Like, I love 444. Like, that was I on remember. rotation, bro. I was just, I just kept playing it. Yeah, that, that album was crazy. Yeah, it was a really great album. Uh, Then, I guess we have to count the the uh the carters everything is love album uh really freaking great album mm-hmm. like great album uh i will sit here and say that beyonce versus written by jay-z and others she did outbeat jay-z on some of these songs but uh yeah, beyonce got bars beyonce got bars shout out to jay-z quavo i think future wrote some of these songs is what some of her verses yeah but uh, that's a really great album. This this album makes up for like a lot of their poor collaborations that they dropped over the years, because a lot of them <laughs> shits was ass. <laughs> a lot of the collab tracks that they had was booty cheeks. But this album made up for everything. Uh, it's really good. Summer's decent. Ape shit went crazy. Boss is fire. Nice is crazy. Seven one three's decent. Friends is decent. Heard about us is decent. Black effect is is crazy. Love and happy is decent. Love and happy. That's the song when they was getting the fuck off. Yep. Like yeah. overall, that's a really great track. I mean, album straight uh front to back. Didn't the video for Ape Shit didn't that the budget of that video was was insane. It was. I think. Let me Google the budget for Ape Shit real quick because I know I remember they think they reported how much that shit was. What was the budget on Ape Shit? Um, let's see. They rented the Louvre for that music video, by the way. So you know already the budget was insane. <laughs> uh, let's see. Come on. I know there's a number. They don't got the number for the budget. They spent a lot of money. Hold on, wait. Let's see. Mm, they don't really say, but a lot of money was spent. Let's just put it that way, because a lot, a lot of it was just a lot of crazy stuff they put in that uh, that that song and music video. But 
but yeah, so I think that's every Jay Z project. It's the only one we're not going to talk about is the one featuring Nasty Man. That's just a nasty ass nigga. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're just not going to talk about that. But with that being said, <laughs> we uh, Jay Z arguably, undeniably is the GOAT, uh, undisputed at this point. Uh, whether you love him or hate him, he's done a lot for rap. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And the only way I sit there and say you, I won't be mad, it depends on your age. Like, if you're probably younger than me and Chaz, you, and you sit there and say somebody else, like, you say Drake or Lil Wayne's your GOAT, I will understand that. I, I will wholeheartedly understand that. But anybody older than us, up to the age of probably 45 maybe even 50 you say otherwise and and it's not biggie or pop even then i'll probably sit there and slap you in the face and say one of them too because just longevity jay-z has that i i'll probably slap shit out of you <laughs> but jay-z is arguably is the greatest ever dude in rap uh he's an inspiration to many like an inspiration to many artists like Wayne like literally our favorite literally our faves is Wayne and Drake on this pod like we are a Wayne and Drake stand podcast and yeah. we still like like our faves give Jay-Z that credit that respect it's like because they know he's the standard like Jay-Z I mean Drake makes every chance he gets to watch that nigga Jay-Z on tracks Every chance he gets. Yeah. And I respect Drake for it. Especially because Jay-Z put that nigga on some horrible tracks. And he still does it, did his thing. Or he did them dirty. So it's just like, come on now. Wayne does literally hold his own against Jay-Z. And you love to see it. Like, everybody has a respect for Jay-Z. Like, in terms of most most people. So most rappers, let's put it that way. So it's just like, it's no way you can just sit there and deny that he's not the best. It's easy. Like you can sit there. It's, it's like, it's like put it in basketball terms. Jay Z's Mike. No matter what, he's Mike G. And then Lil Wayne is like Kobe to Jay Z's Mike. It's like he he's the young guy who he's not as talented. You can sense that he's not as talented, but you could put him in that conversation of being like, yo, in terms of just impact, Lil Wayne is up there. He's up there. So, and oh, yeah, even plus sure. factor in longevity you are and still stuff. still seeing, uh, like, the influence of Lil Wayne in the uh, industry today. Yeah. It's and just... A lot of new yeah. artists. Exactly. And then... Drake is kind of like that LeBron to Jay-Z's Jordan, whereas, like, Drake can be there, like, LeBron can be there, but it's like, it's just, it's no matter how you, it's just certain stuff you sit there and be like, dang, that's what's going to hold him back. It's like, Jay-Z has arguably five classic albums, <laughs> five classic albums. And unlike undeniable 
of classic albums. While some people would sit there and argue that Drake still don't have a classic to this day, which is huge cap. You he has at least he take care and nothing the same as one and two. If you just want to say nothing the same, I won't be mad. Is that so dumb far shit gone like that. is a classic album, and so far gone is a. Classic it wasn't too. even an album at first. Mixtape, the heck about it. So yeah, so Drake literally has two, three classics under his belt. But point is, like certain stuff, you kind of you 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 hold against him because it's just like the standard that we can put him up to. It's like we put Drake in goat talk for a reason. He's in the goat standard. So it's like we put we're harder on him. Same way how LeBron is in goat talk, we're gonna hold him to a different standard. He's in that talk. So it's just like one of those things. And when it comes to rap, it's like with Jay Z is it's just undeniable. It's like, yo, when you look at that resume, when you look at what he's doing presently, it's like, yo, it's dope that he's still here in the game. He still raps, he still messes with He's very vocal about what's going on in the game and stuff like that. He's looking out for other artists to make sure they're not in bullshit deals through uh, the Rock Nation uh, uh, heavy move, heavies he be throwing at people and stuff. So it's like, it's dope to see that Jay-Z is still active in some capacity in, in all of that. And we got to give Jay-Z his flowers for that. We appreciate Jay-Z, like, from literally the niggas, a drug de- went from a drug dealer to a billionaire. With one of the baddest women alive as his wife. You gotta respect it. You have to respect it, G. You have to, G. So, we appreciate you, Jay-Z. If you ever do listen to this, much love and appreciation. Uh, like... Like, gee, we, you deserve your flowers. You, I'm pretty sure you get them plenty. Uh, invite us to the Rock Nation brunch, my nigga. Uh, so I can sit there and give one of them fake, important ass uh speeches that they be doing there and shit. Cause I just want to know how it feels to just ramble on about success that makes absolutely no goddamn sense. I just want to know how that feels, you know. One of these so, days, man. We'll, we'll get there. We will get there, G. So. But with that being said, uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. As always, make sure you uh, follow us. Follow me on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow the Tweaking Media Instagram page as well. Follow us on Twitter. I mean, not on Twitter. I mean, uh, uh, YouTube. There we go. On YouTube, uh, of course, on Tweaking Media. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening to, make sure you hit that. Uh, subscribe and follow button and possible rate rate as well comment as well if you can be greatly appreciated and Hello. make sure you buy your you tweaking media merch make sure you cop that merch dead ass just stop playing and buy that merch G. we got dog fits and everything get a mask COVID uh, no more dog, we're gonna get a vaccine soon but you still need your mask on man For exactly real. get get that face mask get you your hoodie get you a long sleeve it's cold outside so get you get you your long sleeve and hoodie to layer up with G uh, go ahead and throw your uh your plugs in, G. Yeah, my bad. I can't see me no more on my phone. It's gonna die. But um, uh yeah, Apple Music. Type in Chaz Vibe. Go ahead, and listen to your boy. We got some good music coming. Whole lot of vibes. Whole lot of everything. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime, YouTube Red, um, Pandora, anything, TikTok. 
trimmer, whatever it is, make some videos, go crazy. I got some music you can dance to, all that we finna blow up, pop on the wave. Uh, Instagram, Chaz Vibe, Twitter, Chaz Vibe, C-H-A-Z-V-I-B-E. I interact with everybody, well, whoever interact with me, I interact with everybody, you know what I'm saying? We cool people over here. But straight up, y'all, I hope y'all be blessed, and we'll see y'all in two weeks. Exactly. Two weeks later. Peace. Be easy, Peace out here.